Well, hello there, friend, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast. My name is Amanda, and I am an adoption coach. I am here to help you avoid unnecessary expense and overwhelm in your adoption journey so you can match faster. I do this by supporting you at each step of your adoption journey with valuable training designed to help you save time and money and by helping you create and share your high quality adoption profile so you can bring home your baby faster. I look forward to supporting you in your adoption journey. So let's dive right in to today's episode. 90% of hopeful adoptive families make these three mistakes when they are working with adoption agencies. And these mistakes can actually prevent you from getting matched. But once we fix those mistakes, my clients actually go from waiting in line for years to matching in just a few months. And this first mistake, it can actually make you get looked over instantly. The first mistake is not making an emotional connection with your adoption profile. So look over this profile with me. Can you see what is wrong with just this simple page from one person's profile? And don't worry, I've made a mock-up here just to protect the innocent, but this is actually based on a real profile page that I received recently from a client. When you look at this page, you're just seeing a bunch of pictures and there's no story to it. The reader is left to use their imagination to get to understand what you are doing in these individual pictures and really what that means about your family. Now on the flip side, look at this page. In this page, it is way too text heavy. I've got to be ready to sit down and really dive into this novel in order to be able to understand who you are as a family. But I'm leaving the reader having to put together a lot of details about you in their own imagination. And when we leave too much to the imagination, it can actually lead to confusion. And there's an old saying that is totally true, that if you confuse, you lose. When you make someone's brain work too hard to understand what you're talking about, they're simply going to opt on to the next profile, my friend. While these were actual examples from profile books, the same can hold true when you're looking at a website. When you're looking at someone's profile on a website and it's just big scrolling text and no pictures to really break it up or to bring that text to life, you have a real possibility of someone just getting bored and not wanting to expend the mental energy to get to know you. And that's a problem. On the flip side, when you're trying to take content and repurpose it maybe into one of those Facebook groups or into some other social media platform, and you just simply reuse a page from your adoption profile, or you take a snippet of something and reuse it, it's really not optimized for the way that someone's looking at it on their phone. And again, when you make it too hard to get to know you because the text is too small or the pictures are out of context, it just makes them want to move on to the next person in the stack. And we all know that there are a million different options for other hopeful adoptive families out there. And so it's really, really important that we're making sure that our profile is telling the story that is really engaging the reader and ultimately making an emotional connection. 
Because having a profile that does not make an emotional connection simply will mean that it will take longer for you to adopt, my friend. That is the hard truth of it. Now, once your profile is optimized, it is time to move into how you can become your agency's best friend. And that really is the second mistake that I see people making is that they're just not cooperative and kind to their adoption agency. I get it, my friend. You are writing them likely a big check and you expect amazing things as you go through this journey, as well as adopting your child at the end of this journey, right? I totally understand. And for them, you are one in a stack of cases that they are working with. Most likely, not all agencies, right? But when you are one in a stack of cases that they are working and trying to pair with an expectant family, then you want to make sure that you're doing all you can to really put yourself forward in the best possible light. So here are some ideas to help you in this step. So the very first thing is you want to be kind with your interactions. Again, you want to recognize that you are just part of their day, right? They have a huge list of people that they are working with. And so it's really important that when you interact with them, that you are kind and also brief. Now, I'm not saying brief and so that you can't ask your questions. Ask all of your questions, but maybe set up some time with them to ask all of those questions rather than just calling for an impromptu chat. Impromptu chats really don't work out well, especially in those larger adoption agencies because their days are pretty scheduled. And so you want to make sure that you are being intentional within being focused with the time that you're spending with them and allowing them to do the same. Next is have empathy. They are humans too. They have good days and bad days, just like all of us. And they're also dealing with a myriad of emotions from us hopeful adoptive families, right? Think about their day for just a minute. They could be on a call where they've just matched with somebody and they're on the way to the hospital and they're explaining all the ins and outs of how it works and really riding the high is what I would call it. And then they could be talking with someone next, maybe who had a disruption, who had to give a child back. And they're in the depths of that valley of emotions. And then maybe they're meeting with you next, who is waiting to be matched. It's a little anxious. And so they're starting to climb that hill a little bit more. So if you think about what's going on in their day and provide a little of empathy, you're just going to have a better connection overall from a personal standpoint with them, which just makes you that much easier to get along with. And when you're easier to get along with, my friend, then human nature is just to honestly help those people a little bit more, right? And when we're talking about helping those people a little bit more, let's be really clear on what those expectations are. That is really how you can actually help create the best relationship with your agency is if the two of you are on the same page as it relates to your expectations. I always encourage my clients when they're working with their agency to be really clear about the type of communication style that they want and expect and to share that with their agency. Also to be really clear with the frequency of that communication, right? So if I want to hear from you the email once a week, I need to tell you, I need to ask if that's okay. If I expect to get a once a month month phone call where you give me an update on everything, then I need to tell you to make sure again that that's okay. Being clear and consistent in your communications with your agency, being a bit more professional 
And as hard as it is trying to keep your emotions on as even of a kill as possible, it's not okay for you to call someone up and yell at them, quite honestly, right? You don't like to be treated that way. On the converse side, it's also not okay for you to bottle all those emotions up either. So be really clear with your agency on what your expectations are from a communication standpoint, but be very consistent with that. And finally, you want to leave every communication with your agency very clear on what the next steps are, right? So that you are consistently understanding what's happening next in your journey. So if you're in the home study phase and you're unsure what to do next, clarify with them. Don't leave the conversation in confusion. And if you walk away and have additional questions, maybe send a follow-up email so that they can respond to that at their leisure, right? When they have time in their calendar. But also be very clear on when's the next time you're going to connect and what each party is going to do before you connect again. Now, speaking of best friends, if you're finding this content helpful, I certainly would love to know. And one way you can let me know is by by liking, commenting, or maybe even subscribing to the channel. It costs you nothing, but it lets me know that you're finding this content helpful so I can continue making more videos like this. Now, this next mistake, it's a big one. It is putting all of your eggs in the adoption agency basket, if you will, by not sharing your profile yourself. Now, I know in some states, it may not be legal to share your adoption profile yourself. So you always want to make sure that you understand the law, ask your adoption agency if you have any questions. And if you're not working with an adoption agency, ask an attorney or head on over to my website. I've got some amazing resources there that walk you through state law step by step. Now, I'm not an adoption attorney by any means, so you should always take that information and maybe do additional research if you find it a little bit gray, okay? But when you're in a state where you can share your adoption profile yourself, you need to be doing so even if you're working with an adoption agency. As a matter of fact, I had some clients that came to me recently that had been working with a small agency and they had been waiting for years and they were paying those renewal fees every year, but actually not seeing any adoption opportunities. My friend, that is the biggest red flag you can ever imagine. If you are not seeing adoption opportunities over the course of a year, that means your agency simply isn't getting enough opportunities into to their agency in total. And that's a problem. But if you are sharing your adoption profile yourself, that also doesn't give your agency the ability to like let off the gas in sharing your profile. Instead, you want both of you to be pedal to the metal on sharing your profile that makes an emotional connection with expectant families. It is really important that you're sharing your profile. The fact of the matter is, if you are not sharing a high quality profile with expectant families, you'll never match. And the more times you share your profile, the better off you are. Now, you may be wondering, what does that mean? How do I share my profile if I'm working with an agency? This can come about in a couple of different ways. You could simply share your agency's profile from their website or maybe a profile book with people. But going back to what we talked about earlier in the episode, you want to make sure it's really fit for purpose. So if you're going to go share this profile with maybe your doctor or your hairdresser, sharing a profile book 
well, that's a little clunky, right? You want to do something that's a little bit easier to share your profile. So maybe you want to share a business card, right? You can make business cards yourself on a half a dozen websites and print them and pass them out. Now, when you're passing out those business cards, you want to be really mindful of where you're sending people to get to know you. Are you going to have them text you or call you? And if so, are you using your real phone number or are you getting an alternate phone number to use specifically for adoption? Or are you sending them to a website to look at? And if you're sending them to a website to look at, are you sending them to your agency's website where maybe they could see other couples? Or are you going to send them to a standalone website to get to know you first? Listen, my friend, there are a million different options on the ways that you can share your profile. And I obviously have matched over a thousand families now. So I know the ways that work the best. And there's tons of other videos on this channel that walk you through that. But what's really important for you to know here is that if you are simply relying on your agency to share your profile, it could take longer for you to match. And if you're okay with that, then awesome, my friend, then make peace and move on to the next thing. But if you're not okay with that, then you want to spend some dedicated time really focusing on how you can share your profile in the easiest way possible. And then once you've shared your profile and you get someone to reach out to you, what do you do next? And then you need to reach back out to your agency. Hey, I've got someone that's considering placing their child for adoption. I'd love for you to speak with them and determine whether or not you think we're a good fit. It can be a conversation as simple as that to help make sure that you are headed in the right direction and keeping yourself safe in the adoption journey to make sure that opportunity is real. And if you are struggling in your own adoption journey, my friend, and having those 1am moments where you are just feeling overwhelmed, I really suggest that you scroll just a few episodes back and look for my conversation with Sarah and Mark. Sarah and Mark have been trying to adopt for a few years. And then after working together on their adoption profile, they went on to match in just a few short months. Remember my friend, anything's possible with the right plan and support. And I'm only a message away.